0: Tanny Stuckey and Rachel Blackmore racing through the duo. Tiger Roll joins the brakes and beats Magic of
1: Life. Yeah, best behaviour on the near side with the wettest of saves for Barry Brown and Oliver McKinnon. Local traders never back up to the end. Be
2: honest, Lord Lyon wins it. the, it's
3: it's the stands side
2: before he had the second last. Before he lands in the lead by half a an length and goes on from Sampo.
0: Hello and welcome to the latest and final episode of We're Going Chasing This Side of Cheltenham. We're really not far away at all now. Um, At the moment it feels like the days are getting longer, they're closer, we're getting to the festival. But uh, it is only five more sleeps and we're almost there uh, and we're all very excited here. We had our preview for Tuesday and Wednesday released on Monday morning. Uh, So if you haven't caught that yet, be sure to go back and have a look at it. Um for this week's, uh, for this episode, joining myself and Killian today, um, we have Emma Nagel, who's been making a name for herself with irishracing.com and Race Day TV. And we also have uh, up and coming journalist Ash Simmons, who writes for Gloucestershire Live and the Cheltenham Post, while he also has a podcast, Only Fools Love Horses. Uh, so you're both very welcome for joining us and uh, well, before we get down into it, what are your plans for next week? Will you be there or will you be watching at home or what's your story?
2: I, I, I'm in Cheltenham already, um, so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to be there. Um, thank you very much lads for, for having uh, having us both on. and I have. Uh, the utmost respect for you uh, housing me in the Dublin Racing Festival <laughs> for that one night. No it was uh, it was incredible. Stumbling back at one AM. Uh, no, but thank you very much, lads. Um, I watched the first part of your um, of the of the preview uh, last night when I was editing the the recent video for Only Fools of Horses, and uh, I thought it was really good. I thought the two lads you had on were were really good, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a great watch. I'm, I'm I'm happy to be here. Thanks very much. Yeah,
3: thanks thanks a million, lads, for having me on. Um, I love the podcast I watch it regularly enough and it was great to meet uh, yourself James in Navin at the weekend um Oh, I won't be in Cheltenham unfortunately I'm only watching from home but um, I might have to talk to Ash about getting the couch for next year maybe <laughs> <laughs> it's just <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll see cool. plenty of it from home anyway so it's not too bad
1: very good very and, good and uh, Emma just uh, James approached you on, on Saturday in Navin and asked, asked her for the interview didn't he to go on Irish Race and it wasn't <laughs> oh yeah he, he, he said
3: he wanted he a bit of fame so, he yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, straight over yeah
1: he was, he was trying up. to tell me you approached him I was saying that that's <laughs> not true uh, no James he, so, he saw over. the camera yeah. and he was did, yeah, towards, yeah.
0: yeah that, that that sounds about right. <laughs> Got an Ash has gone on saying that uh, he admired Killian for taking him in there at Dublin <laughs> Racing Festival. Ash. That was an awful error of judgment on your behalf. <laughs> I don't see I see you'd be you will be forking out for a hotel next year. I'm sure. I, I
1: give I give you a bed as well, like the same night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I know what to expect to come to yours.
1: <laughs>
0: right, look. Um, We'll start off with Thursday. So, and uh, just before we get into it, uh, I'd just like to flag uh, with you that uh, if you can just comment below on YouTube or let us know there on Twitter what thoughts you have for you. You agree or disagree, um, or if you have any different angles, we'd love to hear from you. So, getting right down into it, I suppose the first race then on the Thursday um, is the Turner's Chase. We've mighty Potter there at the top of the market at six to four. Um, Ben bridge four to one, appreciate it's about four to one as well. Uh, there's a few others there towards the top of the market who won't be running there, like El Fabiolo and Sir Gerhard. Ash, we'll start with you. Do you have a strong opinion in this race? Is there any there that you really like?
2: Yeah, I, I suppose I do have a strong opinion. Um, and I'm not going to be the first person to tell you this, and I'm surely not going to be the last up until Cheltenham. But uh, I'm a massive fan of Mighty Potter, uh, I have been. Uh, since last season, um, I was a big Supreme Hurdle fan, and seeing him go to post and and, and running through um, running through a rail and then absolutely clattering four out, I thought that's game set match. I'll just enjoy Constitution Hill. Um, it's quite incredible how this horse has progressed over fences. Like I go down to the gallops every morning at of, of the festival and do it on the Monday and the Sunday before as well. I was got, I got a chance to someone who's very close inside the Gordon Elliott camp. And they said, um, with this, if, if Gordon's ever going to have a, a gold cup horse in the next couple of years, uh, there's your man right there. And it was Marty Potter. Uh, so I, I think and Kevin Blake has said how much Gordon Elliott loves this horse and they, how much they thought he's going to be a chaser in time. Um, I've, I've really liked this season so far. I, I thought he, he showed so much character in the Drinmore. Like he carried that, that fence he just literally walked through. He carried it along with him, carried it on his back and said, come on, lads, I'm carrying this with me. If you want to catch up, have it. And uh, I thought he was great there. And he still made mistakes in, in his next run at the Dublin Racing Festival, like going away from the stands, um, the fence away from the stands. He made a mistake there. He wasn't the most fluent at all of his fences, and I still think that just shows that he's got so much improvement to go in his first season over fences. The, the way he jumped two out was was incredible, I thought, and he even got the last a bit sticky. But the engine that he showed was was fantastic. Um, he's 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 up there and definitely my top three strongest bets of the week. I'm a massive fan of him. I, I wouldn't read too much into his supreme run. Like I said, he ran for a rail. He got the the, the four out too, too too a bit bad the travelling may be one concern, but I don't think there's any concern in the gordon Elliott camp. Um, so I think Mighty Potter is is, is up there. is He's probably going to be one of my naps of, of the festival, really. Um, if I can give one that I may be thinking outrun its odds, I think Stage Start is a good horse. Uh, I thought it was a really, really good performance uh, in the handicap at Cheltenham uh, on Trials Day. Um, that's all right, Gino's gone some some way to, to to frank the form a little bit, running behind uh, Stablemate Mate Solo. So... Uh, Stage Star Fourteens I think can outrun it, but I think this is a Mighty Potter show, lads. Okay, very good, very good, Emma.
3: Yeah, I think uh, Ash summed it up pretty well. There, a massive fan of Mighty Potter as well. Um, loved his performance at Dublin Racing Festival. I would be slightly worried about his run last year at Cheltenham. You know, the occasion of the festival is a big thing, and you know he seems to be maturing a bit more. I don't think he wears the red hood this season, or this, uh, yeah, he he seems to be a bit more mature, um, which will stand to him, but. I think Brambridge is a bit of a danger. Look, I know he was a long way behind him in the Drinmore, but Brambridge loves Cheltenham. He loves the hill. You know, he was he was brilliant there at the November meeting. and um, flew up it last year to win the Martin Pipe. I think he is a danger on the spring ground. I think he'll be a lot better horse, but I think Mighty Potter is the winner, but I would be weary of Brambridge. They do seem confident about appreciated as well. To be honest, I thought he was quite disappointing though, um, behind El Fabiolo. I liked him coming to that race and he is a nine-year-old now, so maybe you'd be wondering. You know, is he a bit vulnerable to these younger up and coming novices, a bit younger horses? So yeah, I'm a big Mighty Potter fan as well. So yeah, he he'll be my bet in that. But we're your Banbridge definitely.
0: Okay, very good, very good, Killian. You're going to you're going to complete the tree here, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah, exactly. I I Mighty Potter is probably the nap of the whole week. I'd say. Um, he'd win this. He'd win the RSA as well if he wanted. Um, or with the Brown Advisory, like hopefully he goes up to three miles now in Punchestown, at the end of the season. And I agree with Ash. i I think. If I was backing a horse for a Gold Cup next year, I'd back him. Um, to be honest, I think he's 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 everything you need to, to win a Gold Cup. But I, I would be a, slightly wary of Appreciated. Um, I know he's nine, and like he probably isn't isn't improving as much as as Mighty Potter is, but like he's very good. And every time you hear Paul Townend talk about about Appreciated, like it's where he's one he's one of the best horses in the yard. And like, he, um, I I I just be a small bit concerned that he might get a bit closer to Him, like, I think like, you go back to his supreme run, like, he, he blew them away. And I know he was off the track then for a year, but I completely blew them asunder and Blue Lord back in seconds. A very good horse, so that would fail when he fell. So, um, I'd say Mighty Potter to be appreciated to be for me now,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, and myself, I do, I get all those points on Mighty Potter. Um, he does, he looks, uh, he looks the real deal, Ben Bridge. I wouldn't be too gone on. I think that I'd actually rather if he was running the Arkell, to be honest. And I know he looked like he'd improve for the step up and trip, but I just think even a strongly run two miles around Cheltenham with a stiffer finish um, would see him in a very good light. It was two miles that he ran in uh, at Cheltenham in November as well. Um, I don't know if it's set in stone. I, I think all the vibes are that he is going here, um, but I'd be interested in him if he was to go to the appreciate Appreciated at the prices. I'd be nearly inclined to side with uh over Mighty Potter. If you can get nine to two about appreciate, I heard David Casey talking about him um on some preview there last week, and he was just so bullish about him in terms of the step up in trip. Uh he was so keen, like it's you couldn't if I think it was Boysports, sports actually. If you went back and watched it, he'd nearly convince you. And his angle was each way, like won't be out of the first three um and you know what i i do see that point um he was disappointing the last day i think he always needed to step up and trip i don't know if he was ever i, I always thought he'd be better over for the trip put it that way uh while he achieved a lot over two miles i think he'll be a better horse again um over two and a half so look i'll i'll go with him each way and, and take the tree on there um moving on then to the Ryanair chase uh, we've Shishkin at the top of the market at four to five, Blue Lords about five to one. Uh, Janadil there about seven to one, 15 to two. Uh, Emma, we'll start with you here. What's uh, what's catching your eye?
3: Yeah, I couldn't have Shishkin at odds on to be honest. Look, I know he was brilliant the last day, but you know, he's a horse with so many problems. Like, right? could you trust him? <laughs> you don't think you're having a fair bid at that kind of price? And I, I don't think I could trust him. You know, he could, he could easily blow them out of the waters, but he could probably pull up just as easily as that, you know. He's probably not one for me. Um, I like Fury Road each way. Um, I thought his run behind Galloping Champ at Dublin Racing Festival was very, very good. Um, he was upside and nearly coming to last. And you know, I think this race is probably open. Um, I know Shishkin's a very good horse, but you know, he's unreliable as well. Fury Road looks a bit of an each way bet to me. Um, Blue Lord, not hundred percent sure. You know, I think they're only will they run him in this? Will they run him in the championships? I'm not sure if it's confirmed yet. Um, what his best trip is hard to know he's not he's not a horse that i'd particularly like um Janadil, look he was very good in gore and um they were saying he looked very fairly heavy in the ring and rachel and very cold kind of came and took it up late on um look he was second to aloha in it last year so he'd have to have his chance to place but you know he's probably vulnerable to to another kind of better class of a horse i think fury Road is probably my bet in this each way eight to one I don't know if you can go too wrong. He has course for Michelin. Look, he just pointed in the stairs when he ran there, but he was third in Albert Bartlett a few years ago as well. So I think he's a pretty solid each way bet.
0: Okay, very good. Very good. Fair enough, Killian. Yeah, I think Shishkin will win,
1: but I I wouldn't have the balls to back him at 8 11, to be honest. Um, Like, uh, I'd like French dynamite. I'd prefer if he ran in the plate as to this. Um, But. He he might hit the frame and again and another each way one in via Allen maybe like he'd very disappointing uh, in the King George but like when he won it up up north he, he beat he beat conflated he beat Galvin like he beat he beat good horses that day um, going back down to two and a half miles you wouldn't know you wouldn't be surprised if 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 he if he, if he came third like but I I do think Shishkin will win.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know if, I don't know, I wouldn't be able to back in Ellen any if you're, if you can't have the balls to back Shishkin. Yeah, to I don't know, I don't know if he's going violin. here though, he might be going to the, to the to entry instead, to the bowl. Yeah, um, but... okay, okay, well, we'll... What, to, what did you go with in the end, sorry? I don't know what I went with, I
1: go French Dynamite
2: <laughs> each way. French Dynamite each way, okay, Ash? Um, um, no, it's, it's, I'll keep this quite short. Shishkin's the most likely winner. Um, there won't be a bounce factor in this, I don't think. The, 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 sort of like whole bounce factor thing, like he's had two runs beforehand. They were just disappointing, you know, like it's not like he's coming into this race, like having had 300 days off a run and then coming as Cheltenham. Like he's, he's been fairly regular this season. Um, I won't be backing him though. I won't be backing him. Um, he's definitely the most likely winner. I, I'd be willing to take a chance on Janadil. Like it might just be a case of he runs on into the places um and you get a run for your money, but just in case something happens to Shishkin, like he's maybe not the most consistent type in the world. I really like Janadil as a horse. I liked him last season. I backed him actually But
3: you're gonna back him.
2: I I really like Janadil. Um I I, I backed him against Alaho last season. Um and I just think he had a very just sort of like heavy season. Like he, he was second to Alaho start of the season in twenty twenty one than John Durkin. Then he was um like a fair race behind Galvin in the in the uh Savills. Then another fair race in the Irish Gold Cup behind Conflated over two two distances there, probably the wrong distance for him. He's then run second to Alaho, fourteen lengths behind Mines, fell and then pulled up. That's a very hard season last season. And then he's come into it. He's carrying a bit extra, um, is what we can gather from what Emma's saying, and still run really well the last day. Um, I think he's a solid, solid horse, um, and I- I'd be surprised if he's not in the places, to be honest. Um, he- l- l- the- this this could cut up quite easily, so you can maybe make an angle for backing him anti-post each way, but uh, I- I'd maybe sort of have a small couple of quid each way on Janadil.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'd, be, I'd be fully on board with you there on Janadil. I think that he's the second-best horse, and there is. Um and that if Shishkin doesn't turn up, which I think is is quite possible, um, I reckon that Janadil will be the one to beat second in it last year, um, behind a, a machine. Uh and what a what a pity it is that that machine Aloho isn't turning up here. Um, because well what a race it will be if Shishkin was on farm and Aloho was on farm. Um that, that would be quite fascinating. But uh yeah, I'd be I'd be happy enough to go with Janadil each way. I think thought that was a very uh, good comeback run last time out. Uh, I do think that he could probably do with a bit of rain um, I think he's slightly better on softer ground, um, so you'd probably be hoping that that would come for him um, That brings us on then to the stairs hurdle and Killian, Uh, we start with you here with this one, Blazing Cattle at the top of the market 10-3, Murray's Rock looks more and more likely to be running here, um, Chupu 9-2, uh, home by the Lee 6-1, it's a wide open race I I don't know, like <laughs> it's 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 awful competitive,
1: like yeah. You you, you I find it very hard to believe Blazing Cal is is fifty fifty or whatever to get there, like um. So like, the there isn't like he's more on on his price is based on potential more than anything else. Like I think the best piece of farm in the race is the Hattons Grace, and when honeysuckle wins the mares on Tuesday, it's going to show that even further, like. I I'd have it nearly between Chupu and Classical Dream. Like I think Classical Dream has some chance at ten to one there. Um, like he's he's going there fresh compared compared to last year when he ran in Gorin um, and had a hard race on heavy ground. So, like t- ten to one about him is a fairly good price there. And like Chupu, then he's only a six year old. He's he's improving, and like he mightn't have beaten much in Goran, but he was he was he couldn't have done it any easier. And he jumps really well. And I I don't know on. And over three miles, I don't think really a soft ground is going to, is going he's going to need like I think just good to soft soft in place with that sort of ground uh, uh, do him fine I'd say, uh, but I think Marie's Rock then might be the danger I don't know they're all good like uh, I I'd say Chupu and Classical Dream
0: might be the first two home. Okay, God, that's a more alternative pick on Classical Dream. Uh, there's I haven't heard him been mentioned too much in the in the context of this race recently with all the different previews going on. Um Emma, what uh, what do you think? Classical Dream or are you looking higher up the market?
3: Yeah, the Classical Dream, if he showed up, I mean he'd definitely have a big chance. I'm not sure are they certain he's gonna run or not. Um he was you know neck and neck there with um Tiofoo in the Hatton's Grace early on in the season, so like, you'd have to say he'd have, he'd have a big shout, right? Um Well I am all with Blazing Cal here, to be honest. I think you know, I think I think if he shows up in top form, I think he'll be the one. Um course form at Cheltenham I think when he won the Boyne Hurdle at at Navin last time you know he won it as he liked I think I think um, Philip gave him a great ride that day he just kind of squeezed him into the race and didn't give him too hard of a time Um, and look I'd be wary of Tiupu all right I think Tiupu is a real you know the type for a stairs hurdle and you know he's been he's been classy over nearly all trips as well you know he's shown class over two miles Stepping up to three miles and he races like a stairs herger and he's behind the bridle the whole time. Um, I, I'm not as I'm not worried about ground like Killian. you know, as long as there's any kind of bit of and mm. I think he'll be fine. Um, Flooring Port is probably a bit of a forgotten horse in the race as well. I mean, two-time winner, all reports are good for Gavin Cromwell. I actually spoke to him at the weekend and, you know, everything seems to be well with him. So, And Homeboy Lee, look, you could name, you could name. Yeah. <laughs> you go down through Your the first yeah. six or seven in the market and they all have a massive shout, but... I'm I'm with Blaze and Cal here. I think he'll take an awful lot of beating.
2: Very good. Very good. Ash. Um I be I'd be agreeing with Killian, I'd say. Um I think TUP is a very good animal. Um I actually backed him to beat Honeysuckle in the Hatton's Grace because I just thought last season form was was very good. Uh in the fact of beating uh Colixios uh, those two times. The way he actually beat Coli Kalix, Colixios by just half length at Limbrick was just incredible. Like I didn't he was he he came from a different postcode to win that day. Um, I, I wouldn't be too concerned about the grounds like i think if you, the, the the more and more you read in between the lines they they say that he needed that softer ground last season when he was running over 2 miles because he maybe just didn't have that top class speed uh, at that at that level and that the, the softer ground just slowed everything down for him you wouldn't want it rattling quick um but i think the recent rain that's just come down would just take that sting out of it so close to cheltenham uh, i i think he'd be pretty fine on it um so I say Tiyupu is quite a strong one there. I can see the, the, the case of the classical dream. Uh, I think if they get him right, he's coming into it fresh and we all know how good he is fresh. Um, he he was very good again behind Tiyupu. Uh, you maybe think that potentially that the trip was a little bit short for him the last day. So go out to the three miles i think it's brilliant um and i just had to little have a little check on the exchanges to see what it's saying about this one horse but i wouldn't give uh i wouldn't say Asterium for longer at 40s is, is an outrageous shout i really wouldn't because I, I i like the horse he was he was he was all right over fences and he has been all right over fences he just is seems he to get that. well he's he's there was a bit of money he he drifted all the way out to 90s and now he's sort of in it about 40s so like there, there seems to be a little bit of market support in the fact that he's always going to be an outsider, but there's just a little bit saying that he probably might go to the race. This has been his only entry since, since the start, they've never even mentioned about supplementing him for a chase race or anything. And I have this like image in my head of him, just absolutely clattering two horses in the Supreme as my only hurdle memory of him. (laughs) Um, I was on Elixir Dainey that day and he hasn't been seen since on the track. So, um, but no, I I just think he's a very good horse. And I think if he turns up to his top, top level, he is probably one of the you know top three horses in this race, uh, so I, I'd say they're worse forty to one bets to have than a for launch. But I'd be firmly in the two camp.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, to be honest, I wouldn't be against you there and uh, and the Syrian for launch one at all. I don't know if I said it on the podcast, Killian, or if I said it to you in person. But uh, I was I was making a bit of a case, similar case for him there a couple of weeks ago to Killian. Um, I but I like was listening to you. I'd say he
2: doesn't seem happy about it. <laughs> <He that. knows. laughs>
0: Um even like a horse we haven't mentioned, and I don't fancy him, but it just shows the nature of the race is Ashdale Bob. He's yeah. another one. I don't think I don't think he'll win it, like, but his farm isn't a million miles away from you know the horses we're talking about here. Like, you know, he was bit, bit three lengths by home by the Lee um at Leopardstown at Christmas. He was only beaten a about a length by Classical Dream at Punchestown last year. Like he seems to be always there thereabouts. Um, You know, it's such a competitive race. Um he You know, and na- he, ran
1: a, he ran a really good race in the in the Carl Cup last year as well. Like he, he's yeah. nearly guaranteed to be the last horse off the bridle, anyway. Like you know, and yeah, like he he could look like turning in, he might win this, but probably a few might just stay on past him. But like the the run the last day was very good against Home by the league in Leopardstown, and like I he, mean, yeah. he's, he he's a big prize too, and like no one even mentions him. Like you know, that's no. how, that's how strong the race is.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a fierce strong race. If I had gone to my head, I'd be going Blazing Cal. Um, to be honest. I think his comeback run last time was very impressive after so long off the track. Um he stayed on very well. He'll only be better again over a further trip, um, you know, unbeaten uh that's that's definitely why I'd be deciding with if I had a gun to my head, but thankfully there's no gun to my head, so <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably not be getting too involved in that one i'd say it's it's definitely one to be watching um that brings us on then to the Jack de Bromhead, mayor's novice hurdle um the grade two Lucia 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 Lucia. Lucia. Is thirteen to eight. Uh, favorite Ashro Diamond seven to two. Willie's got a few there. Then night and day, and lot of joy. Uh, and then magical Zoe as well. Um, you know, obviously for Henry de Bromhead and what what a great story that would be if uh, if that could be pulled off. Um, Killian, we we'll start with you here. Yeah, it's 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 a it's an interesting one. Like
1: I don't know, is there real subs, massive substance to Lucia's farm? Like she's won very well both days, but. I, I don't know how she, has she beaten an awful lot? Um, I liked Astro Diamond. I actually backed her against, against Vassal Vega at Christmas. And she was given a fairly quiet ride that day. And like she, she, she came home for, in third and she was third in the Royal Bond as well, uh, behind Marine National. So like, she had very good form there. And then she went out and won, won a mayor's race. So she's the, the five pound penalty here, uh, which isn't ideal, but I suppose, um, yeah, I, 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 I like magical Zoe, uh, I, I thought she was she was very good when she she won in Downright like she she stayed on really well that day, and I just think that they've put her away for this race specifically since and like she's coming fresh and you'd hope that she's she, she's a good chance there. Um,
2: yeah, I I'd go with her each way at around nine to one. Very good, very good, Ash. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Astro Diamond is a horse that's been on my radar for this race uh, for a while. Um, she's just very good named you after speak. you. <laughs> I wish, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Poor Tips would be a horse named after me. Um, no, I, I think she, she's just a very good horse. Like she's she's won the she's she's won the last day. She finished third to two potentially very good horses in Marine National and Fasal Vega. Ilate Tom was in second to Fassal Vega uh, two starts ago as well, and that's gone on to reverse the form obviously at the Dublin Racing Festival. Um, she's just very good. Um, I, she's been on the radar for a while, and I, I, I'd be preferably backing her. With the, the, with the form and substance that she has to her form over Lucia, who I think is a very good animal. And if you listen to anything um, Nicky Henson says, she, uh, he also thinks she's amazing. Like uh, I, I, I probed him for a question last last year. I said, if there's one horse you're looking forward to, Nicky, at the festival, which would it be? Um, he doesn't like to give too much away, but he said Marie's Rock for the Bears and that went on one at 18-1. That's the same this day and he, he gave um, Astro Diamonds and uh, a horse we're going to talk on... Uh, uh, sorry, not Astro, Lu- Lucia... And a horse we're going to talk about later. So I think she's very good, but I'd be preferably backing Ashro Diamond. Um I, I give you where it well a shouts Um Jamie Snowden uh, is quietly sort of uh, confident about this horse, I believe. Uh she was obviously second to Hermes Allen, two starts to go. Beaten she's a saint by seven lengths um well the next day. So I, I think Jamie Snowden is, is confident of a big run from her. And this could be a little bit of heart overhead, but I backed um Bell the Lioness at 33 to 1 anti-post before. Her her win the last day I think it I even told my dad I was like back it now because this will be ten to one when she wins <laughs> she won and she drifted so uh, that was fantastic she she it wouldn't have been um, perfect conditions for her she tried to make all and she did make all um, and she was never actually getting past at the finish like the the horses came to collect her and she went on again um, her jumping is just just awful like I have to be I have to hold my hands up here jumping is awful um, but she ran such a good race behind Liberty Dance uh, two starts ago. That I have to mention her at thirty-three to one, uh, and again for Henry de Bromhead, so it'd be fantastic if he wins the race. A bit hot overhead there, but uh, Astro Diamonds uh, for me. Um, oh, I actually you? spoke to 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 a man that rides out in Henry de Bromhead's,
1: uh, and he mentioned Belle the Lioness He said if she gets her jumping together, he'd say he he reckoned she had a she she had quite a good each way chance at, at a big enough price. So
2: it's gonna be me in disguise. Don't throw I'm talking to that you
0: every
2: one day, one day, day,
0: and you're only telling me no. <laughs>
1: It was actually yesterday, and you you were invited to to go on to go on the Zoom call, and
0: you you were you were busy. Oh, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Your your you your excuse them. Is there anything in this race?
3: Um, look, to be brilliant to see Henry win it, like I think everyone would like to see that. Um, but there's a lot of high class mares in this. Look, Lucia, the, as Ash was saying, like the vibes about her are so strong, but it's kind of hard to back her at that price, just given the bare form of it. Like she hasn't beaten a whole pile. I think the form of the Irish the Irish mares is very very strong. Like Astro Diamond. Look, she's probably rock solid around four to one. Um, you know, she's shown herself well against the best of the geldings in the country. I thought she might have been a small bit more impressive in the Salarina last time, but look, she grinds us out and she got home and front of who isn't a bad mare in horn right, um, who's around fourteen to one for this. But um look, it's a race that has produced two winners for Willie in the past. I think Limini and um Lorena both won the Salarina and went on to win the mayor's novice for Willie. So, you know, the vibes on that side are good. But one that I really like is a lot of Joy at eight to one. I mm-hmm. thought she was very classy on the flat, you know. She, she I think first time out for Willie he entered her in the the big qualified riders race in Galway, which, you know, was yeah, showed you how much he actually thought of her at that time. Like, I think she was a yep. Swedish, a Swedish St. ledger winner or something, but, um, yeah,
1: that's it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. She's a, I think she's a half sister to that, uh, Sonny Boy listen, I think Charles actually has him now. He won the, he won the Cesaro, which a few years ago, but she, um, she went on then she was fourth in that race after having no luck the whole way out. And she went on then she was third behind Waterville and echoes and rain in the Irish Cesaro, which, which was a massive one for me. Um, her hurdle runs i think has been have been very good as well she was i think she was beaten first time out in cork behind the good horse of gavin cornwells i know the way you're thinking i wouldn't knock her for that at all i think he's a very good horse and you know she's been impressive after that since so i think at eight to one she's probably the a, a bet for me
0: okay okay uh we're happy enough there so we'll move on and um, just looking at it we sort of said that uh once we get through all the grand races of the day, we'd look back and look at the handicaps. And um, so if any of the other three have um, any particular fancy in any of them, uh, they can shout as we go through them. So we start off with the pretence, and actually said I wouldn't put people on the spot on the handicaps. But Killian, um, he sort of prides himself on the pretence. Uh, he claims that what is it for the last five winners? No, I,
1: I I went six in a row before, um,
0: before oh, that's yeah, I was, I was very good, very good. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't six in a row hear. on the pretence, right, Mr. Pretence. Go on. I haven't a floor is yours.
1: I don't. I have no idea. Um, how good is that? Shoot first. He could hose up, couldn't he? Like, yeah, he could. Yeah. Um, like I saw, like a lot of people putting him up and um, different preview nights and stuff. I know Gavin Lynch had had him up there today as well, and Johnny Janine was talking him up as well. Like, and I think Charles gave him as his 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 best for the for the week over in that the preview over in Dubai. So like the vibes are very good. I think. Saw someone saying they're nearly talking him up as a stairs hurdle horse nearly next year. Um, like you know, he he could have he could have any amount in hand, but I just know what I want to go back in him at at, at around seven to two. Uh, there was actually a good one in I think it was in Paddy Power Shops in Ireland, Mighty Potter and shoot first, ten to one there today. It was I think it was like Gavin Lynch's nap or something. So I must pop down after this. <laughs> throw, <laughs> throw, throw twenty quid in it. Um yeah, I don't know. I I, th- I thought Maxim won very well at Christmas. Um in Leopardstown, and I know he got he got put up a good chunk for that, but and he's I think he's off a hundred and forty five now or something. But like, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a terrible run in in Leopardstown in um in in the Dublin Racing Festival either. Like he got he got a fairly handy ride once he was beaten, and I think he'd, he'd be cut up the side of his leg as well. So you you might need an excuse him for that. I think I hear Keane Quark is going riding him, so he'd be taking seven off him. Uh, so like he he mightn't be too bad, and I think. Yeah, David Jennings talking up, walking on air. There's any amount of there. It's very competitive race, always like so. um I, I might chance Maxon maybe each way.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's eight or nine years I think since Charles Burns had a winner, and now he's got a, a few very lively yeah. chances. Uh, obviously, a winner at Cheltenham, that is a few very lively uh, chances. Uh, for the Portamps, Ash or Emma, do you have any uh, strong opinion on this?
2: Go on, Emma. You go first.
3: Uh, yeah, no, I'm with shoot first here. I think, you know, I think Charles has plotted out for this for a long, long time. Um, he put him away after he won at Cheltenham last time. I think he won that day with any mountain hand and, you know, I think with, with any bit of luck I'd say he'd be banged there. Um, another heart the horse of Gavin Cromwell is Percival loss, I think is how you say it. Um he was impressive as well last time. Um, big win at the Dublin Racing Festival. But I'd say Charles probably has a fair grip of that form because uh, his horse Grosny was in behind him in second. So if, if Charles is confident on shoot first, I'd be I'd be very keen on him, to be honest.
2: Okay. Um I'll, yeah, shoot first is, is the the claims are obvious. Like and even Charles Burns was saying straight after the race in the, in the parade ring that like we're, we're we're saving him for March. This has been a plan. You, you know, only Charles Burns knows how long this plan has been, but we, we probably can <laughs> guess that it's been a while. Um, I'd be willing, <clears throat> I'd be willing to take him on. Um, I, I quite like Walking on Air. Um, he was my Ballymore horse last year, anti-post. He then went to Aintree, and I think I, I think I was crying in a corner somewhere after he pulled up, yeah. or was uh, it was very bad. Um, but I think he was very good the last day. Like I, I it was very much last chance saloon um, the, the last day at Exeter because his first few runs of the season in handicaps had not been amazing. Um, he's then gone and beaten Sabrina, who's actually a mare that Paul Nichols likes quite a lot. Um, by by three lengths, uh, done it really well that day. Only been put up um, five pounds for that, so I, I walk on there. The claims are obvious. Um, the, the the horse I need to mention, and it's from the what I was mentioning there, Nicky Henderson. Um, he the other one he gave was Steeler March, and he sort of said this a little bit unprovoked before I asked him the question, like we were going through his runners for the week. Um, a few of the handicaps he's given, sort of like one liners and stuff, because he didn't really, you know, have much or didn't fancy that much. And he gone to steal, steal a march. Like, and it could be the fact that it's trained, it's um, owned by the king, so he's he's very keen to get a royal runner and a royal winner. Um, but he he said he he he'd give this a chance now. Like, and they won the last day at Wincanton, Like, the the, the form isn't worth too much, but. He's won it quite well. I thought he he's always sort of staying on. He's he's galloping really really well. Um so I would be I be interested to take a chance on the Sealer March at 16s. And my other one is Hector Javelax at uh, 16 to 1 for Charlie Longston one on New Year's Day beating Jet of Mat- uh, Magic by seven lengths. That course form is very good. Um qualify for the race by finishing fourth to he feet the last day. Charlie Longston says that it's probably his best chance uh, of the week. Um so I think uh, there must be a massive chance for Chavez. I think he's quite a smart uh, horse, um, so I'll be uh, uh, sort of pencilling him in. Um, and just like a, a little one, there's been murmurs about this John Joe Neal on Tilly, on on, to- on, on, tillier, on Toy, however you pronounce it. Yeah. I, I'm I, I, I'm bad at them, but um, uh, people are saying that he's been put away for this race. I don't think that's the case. I I, I hear bits and pieces now that He's had a few niggles to sort out um, behind the behind the scenes with this horse. He's not the most straightforward. He's picked up a couple of knocks here and there. Um, these are murmurs that I'm hearing. So obviously he goes out of a chance, finishing third to shoot first, but it's not as straightforward as the case if they plotted him out for this race. Um, but those will be my three to go to war with uh, in the Potemps, which I have a horrendous record in.
0: Okay, and is there anything in the place that, uh, that you fancy or...?
2: Yeah, I, I think my chances might be gone though with this rain, but hopefully it doesn't, take, it doesn't go too bad. Um, i would be playing this non-runner money back for sure because I've heard nothing about the horse. and I don't know whether Emma will be able to enlighten me if, if she's spoken to Gordon at all, but um, I, I'm quite sweet on Call Me Lyrene. Uh, for this race. Um I think the step up in trip's gonna be right up his street. Um he he he's he's obviously won the Liffey in, in 2022 off a mark of one three eight uh, and it was disappointing in the county hurdle. they tried to they put a claim on that day I think I think it might be Rob James even trying to get down to his mark he's just got no route through no nothing really happened. Uh, Rob James isn't been trying hard after uh, the two out. Um over fences um he's he's won twice finishing staying on second. To uh, the Grade One uh, runner-up in Visionarian over in Galway. Uh, before that, uh, after that, sorry, he fell behind the um, when traveling very promisingly behind Easy Game and Kenboy. Um, that was at the four fence. Those are both one six one and one five seven chases respectively. Um, I think he's a very good horse. Um, call me Lyrene. I think he could be the typical graded horse a handicap because I do really like him. Um, decent ground is ideal though, very much ideal. All of his runs have been pretty much in the summertime over fences. He hasn't been seen for, I want to say, 150-odd days maybe, um, since maybe late August or even September. Um, so the decent ground will be right up his street. But uh, I've sort of had blinkers on Cormier 25 25-1, non-runner on money back, uh, is the way I play it um, uh, for the plate.
0: Very interesting. That's a, quite an alternative view. Um, Adam, I don't know if I'd be as keen on, on him as you would, no, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. I think you're rated 145. I don't know if he's got too much more in that, but uh look, uh, you've, you've picked out one at a nice price anyway, so best of luck to you with it. Uh anybody else anything for the plate?
3: Yeah, I actually like Kilcott in this. Um I think novice chasers or second season chasers have a great record in this race. And I think Kilcott, like if you said 21 this time last year, Kilcott would be in the plate off one four nine, like he'd probably think you were mad, you know? Yeah. Um I think like He's probably been a bit, a small bit disappointing, I suppose. He was behind Jerry Kalam at Limerick and he was behind Mighty Potter. But look, he's probably just not up to their quality over fences. But, you know, he could be well up to winning this, I think, off. I don't think the English Handicapper has been too harsh to me. I think he's only up a, a pound on his Irish mark. Yes. Um, likes the traffic. He was second in the champion bumper. He was look, a long way behind, but he was third in the Supreme last year. Um, I think he'd have to have a massive shout, like you'd have to say. um. Another one who I think has a bit of a squeak as well, uh, midnight run a twenty to one for Joseph O'Brien. Um he's mm. still he's a nine year old, but he's still a novice chaser and he's probably not fully exposed, I'd have to say. Like he's a grade two winner over fences. Um yeah, I think he's I was I was down at Joseph's on Friday doing a stable tour and like I'd say he probably just has a small bit up his sleeve yet. Um so yeah, those are two I'd be keeping an eye out for on that one, probably a yeah, nice enough prices.
2: Can I, can I echo those midnight run thoughts? Um, I backed him at Christmas. Actually, um, I spoke to a couple of people and they said they were going to go to Limerick for the race that um Jerry Colon won because they wanted to step up and trip. And then obviously they've gone to the race that some some wild won. Um, uh, but I think he's got plenty up his sleeve as well. I think he's a very nice horse. Whether they go to the Grand Annual with him or whether they go to the Plate, I'm not. We're, we're obviously not too sure. Uh, but I I I'd echo that thought. I thought he was quite well. Uh, decent decent mark of one four six.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would be would be a fan of that myself as well. I like the horse earlier on in the season. I think you could have a nice one there, Emma. Killian? Uh I I agree with Emma on, on Kilcross.
1: Uh, I think the form of that that Jerry Clone Uh, Grade one in Limerick uh, is very strong. Like, adamantly chosen the horse I really like. I've been talking about him for for months. Uh, I I think he's brilliant and he he ran a really good race behind Jerry Clome and he finished second. Now he was well beaten behind Mighty Potter. Uh, I'd be interested in him if he goes here off 153. Like, he's only a six-year-old. Now he, he was... He was a small bit. I think I backed him in the Martin Pipe last year. I backed him in the Galway Hurdle as well. Uh he was just a bit disappointing those those big field handicaps last year. So maybe he might have might have grown up a small bit, and maybe this time he might go a bit better. But but the one I really like is a, a faster slow, uh for american Martin Brazel. Um, now I saw I saw a few few people on Twitter just questioning where he got his mark from. It's a hundred and fifty, so he's rated one hundred and forty-seven in Ireland over, over fences, uh, 21 lengths behind Gallup and the champ, 26 lengths behind Gentleman to me. Um, I think their, their hand was sort of forced there this season. Like he, he won over in France uh, going back to 2019, he he won a chase there. So he wasn't eligible to run, to run in, in, in novice chases. And then they had to run him in those graded races. Um, I just think I was chatting to, to Paddy Aspel who was on here for, um, the Dublin Racing Festival preview and uh, his his father is the, the racing manager for Sean Morine and he just said he was he was a horse to to look out for and he thought he'd run he thought he'd run a good race uh, in, in Leopardstown at the DRF. So uh, he was a small bit disappointed that day but going back up and trip to, to two two and a half miles, uh, I think it'll suit him and he's he's not a bad price about twelve to one there, but he'd be my main one and like adamantly chosen if he ran then maybe.
0: Okay. Okay. Very good. Uh, and that brings us on then to our final race of the day, uh, the Kim Muir, uh amateur jockey's handicap. Um, I probably have wondered, that I like in this, Mister Incredible. Um, he sort of went quite sour, uh, there at Henry the Bramhead's and just whatever, um, has changed or that he seems to be back to himself. Um, he was brought down there at Leopardstown in the Pelly Power Chase over Christmas, ran very well, um, at Warwick um early January and uh I just feel that of one hundred and forty four he could easily be seven, eight, nine pounds well in there. Um, you know, he's quite lightly raised. He's still only a seven year old. Um he's well found in the market now. I don't know if he's about four or five to one, but uh that'd definitely be the one that I'd be looking at and
2: you can be sure too that he'll have a good jockey on him. I agree. Yeah, I, I... Uh, yeah. Sorry.
3: You go ahead uh, Ash, so- go
2: <laughs> right, I, I, I agree on Mr. Incredible. Uh, this is my one for the race. Um, I, I was at Warwick uh, for the Classic Chase, and I thought he ran an absolute belter from from coming from a different postcode there. Um, he, he's finished three lengths behind. I will do it. Um, who's who's a very nice horse? Um, you know they, they had grand grand national ambitions for him, and they haven't grown national ambitions for this horse. Um, I think he's he he he's got a couple of hand, a couple of pounds up his sleeve uh, off one four five. I think he's very interesting. I'll give a shout to Am I Right? Um, I thought he run a good race the last day behind the Devil's Coachman. Uh, Rimili's obviously was first past the post, and then he got overturned. Um, I think he's very interesting up one four two for Henry de Bromhead. Uh, I think that's quite a lenient mark, and I'd be I'd be willing to take him each way. Uh, but my main one is definitely uh, Mister Incredible.
3: Yeah, I was actually speaking to as I mentioned, I was speaking to Gavin Cromwell on um, Sunday. And he, he mentioned Stumtown as one he was really looking forward to running. Um look he's he's in the market, it's obvious. I think Barry O'Neill's been booked as well, which is a big plus for him. Only a six year old, like it's hard to know how much like how much more he can improve. Um the one thing the this trends for this race are a bit funny. I don't think um what was the trend? There was only two of the last nineteen runners have won on their previous start, which would be against him because he's actually won on his last two starts. Look, I agree with you on Mr. Incredible as well. Um, I was, when I was actually down at Unie Mullins at a, an open morning a few months ago, I kind of hung around for a bit afterwards and I was out in the gallop with Patrick and he was kind of pointed this house, horse out to me in particular. I think Paul Brown bought him out of um, Henry de Bromhead's and he's been a bit of a project for Patrick, I think for the last kind of year or so. They've kind of employed some really interesting training techniques with him. So like, I think Patrick probably wouldn't be going to this much hassle with the horse if he didn't think he'd a massive engine. Like so I agree with you on the Warwick one. I thought, you know, I think Brian Brian Hayes just was trying to get him to finish his race, really. I don't think that was his big day. You know, he he owed him to kinda of keep him sweet. His the Grand National is probably his overall target, but you know, he could probably pick up this on the way if, if he gets his one of the race. You know, the last day he 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 ran on with his ears pricked. You know, I don't think he even ran a race the last day. If he if his head was in it, uh, I think I think he could definitely take this one. It'll be interesting to see if Woody might put head, uh, some kind of headgear on him because I think eight of the last eight of the last twelve winners of this have worn headgear, and um, whether or not he take it, like would, would he take the blinkers? Would he go sour? You know, maybe cheek pieces or something like that. But yeah, I think I think he'll take a bit of beating. Uh, Gordon has obviously a great record in this race as well. He's got Dunboyne about ten to one, second in Tieste's last time behind. Um, behind carefully selected so he'd have to be respected as well. But no, I'm with you on Mr. Incredible here.
0: Very good. Killeen, do you have anything to add to that? Uh not really. I'd find it
1: very hard to back Mr. Incredible. I just I know he's he's behaved himself now the last the last twice, but like he's such a monkey, you can't get over what he was doing last year when he was in, in the grade one to, over in a Punches or Leopardstone at Christmas just <laughs> plonked himself at the start wouldn't stir and then then pulled himself up in, in Tremor. like he gave <laughs> it was actually gas watching on that day he gave darren no choice he was just like i'm done now good luck um i hear he, he was a very hard horse to even get to go up a gallop uh at one stage blowing henry's uh so um yeah he's he i'd find it very hard to put money in him i'd i'd like angels dawn if she, if she ran in it but i don't know if she going there or to to your uh, i know um Declan Carroll from Under Starter Orders was was talking about her for um for Utoxler. um but yeah like she 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 looked to have she was travelling really well in Punchestown the last day um and I just wonder would would she go here I think they're they're depending on on what the ground is like um to see where they decide to go uh but. I suppose she, she'd she be an interesting one. And then I just, next destination, like I know he's, he's a long time, he's a long time off the tracks since, since he was beaten by Galvin in the National Hunt chase. But like he was, he was really high class. He won two, two grade ones as a, as, as a novice hurdler over in Ireland, third in a third in a ballymore and and like as I said, only, only beaten a length and a half by Galvin in and in, in front of Escaria Tin, who's another really good horse in, in the four miler a couple of years ago. Like down to one four five, you know, um be interesting to see who who if he does run and who Nicky gets on him. Like does that Nikki, like the, these like like them Nicky and Paul Nichols, Willie, they're experts at getting these horses back. And like if he retained any bit of ability he he might run a big race.
0: Yep. Okay, right. Before we finish up on the Thursday, I'll just ask you all for your best bet of the day. Um, Emma, we'll start with you.
3: Uh, blazing Cal, Stairs Hurdle.
0: Okay, Ash?
2: Uh, Mighty Potter for the Turners. Uh, can I also mentioned Age Dawn. Uh They're going to try and go for the Muir but it's wherever they get in, because uh, okay. she's up 1-3-1, one, one one, and she's number, uh, number 41, I think, on my screen. Uh, so be up um, against it, yeah.
0: So. Yeah. Okay, Killian. Uh. Mighty Potter. Okay. And uh, I'm actually going to go with an each way double. Um, <laughs> uh, appreciate it. And Janadil. I just think Willie, the farm he's in that, you would know he'd go and pick up both of them. <clears throat> if he doesn't pick up both of them, they should both play us anyway. Right. On to day two. So um, we start off with the Triumph Willie will surely be winning this. Uh, totally dominating the top of the market. Uh, although comfort zone is probably a nice alternative, Killian, we we'll start with you here. Which one of Willie's wins it? Uh, blood Destiny. Uh, I I was I was for Blood Destiny uh,
1: before, um, the Dublin Racing Festival. I thought like, what he, what he did in in Cork was very impressive. Beat beating a good horse who's who's well fancied for the Boodles and in Sir Allen, and then like I know maybe the horses in um in Fairy House they they didn't want to get too close to him, but like it was it was a complete demolition. Like I think like as someone some I think Paddy was a Paddy Aspel was on here and he was saying like they probably thought that he was going to come back to them and like Paul got a breather into him sort of slowed him up and then just went again and bet them nearly twenty lengths like Nuzretz came out and won the, the Adonis over over in Kempton. Common practice was was well fancied in the that handicap Gaelic warrior one. Uh, at the Dublin Race Festival. He unseated that day, like so. The form in behind is is pretty good, like so. And uh, he'd be the one I'd like. Um, I suppose a few question marks over Lousy Mouth after the last day, and she'd she'd a very difficult race. So, and uh, a bit disappointed. He's gone into favourite. I thought he she might she might stick there, but we have to back the winner anyway I suppose Blood Destiny.
0: Okay, Emma.
3: Yeah, I agree. Blood Destiny's probably become a bit of a talking horse now. I suppose so since the preview night started, everyone's kind of going for him, but um. Oh, look, I, I agree with Killian there. I liked him after his run in uh, Cork. I actually backed him for the triumph back then. I thought he was very impressive visually. Um, and, you know, I just think he's probably a strong stayer. and sometimes a stayer can win the Juvenile Hall rather than a Speed Horse, so I'm with him. Look, I wouldn't be totally ruling out Comfort Zone. Um, he has the track form at Cheltenham, which, you know, you'd have to think with Stanta, Juvenile an awful lot. He won a grade two there earlier on in the year. Um. But yeah, Blood Destiny for me. Uh, Lassie Mouse look. She was unlucky the last day, but I think I think she's probably beatable now. Uh, Garamar, so I'm not sure will she uphold the form of Lassie Mouth, So yeah, Blood Destiny for me.
0: Who do you think uh, Paul will ride then? Do you reckon Lassie Mouth or or Blood Destiny?
3: The vibes are blood destiny at the moment, Um it's hard to know. Though you know, will there be a bit of pressure from Rich Ritchie to ride Lassie Mouse. I don't, don't think Rich Ritchie has had a Grade One winner since Fabian won this, or since Fabian won a Grade One last year, which is you know a long time for an owner oh, like him. He not? Okay, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think I heard that. Um, I'm open to be proven wrong, but I think that's right. So you know, will there be a bit of pressure to ride a Grade One winner for Rich um, if he hadn't if he hasn't had one already? Um, hard to know. Yeah. I think the vibes are probably Blood Destiny at the moment, but it's probably a guessing game, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, 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 it is. I'd, I'd imagine if he does get off Lassie Mouth, Lassie Mount will drift big time. Uh, whereas if he stays with Lassie Mount, Blood Destiny won't drift, really, you know. Um, but definitely if he gets off Lassie Mount, you know, she'll
2: be one out to 3-1, I reckon. Um, Ash? I'd probably be opposing here and I'm, I'm willing to uh, stick with a lossy mouth. Um, I, I thought it was a massive run the last day. I was watching it with um, this this photographer I know from Germany um, and we were watching the race and I just couldn't believe the, the, the absolute like, t- like horrid run she got through. And it was, it was awful. Like she got, she got, she got done by her own stable mate. She had to come wide round there and people were slating Paul, Townsend for that but I think that was really he had two choices there he could either stick on the insides maybe five lengths back hope there's a gap coming out and then go for it or he can try to take something into his own hands go around the outside he's got free reign but he has to go just a little bit a little bit outside a little bit longer and hopefully he's got an engine under him and I think she showed plenty there but I think she's just been she's had too much of a torrid route through that she just hasn't hasn't got to go along well. so I think I think she'll reverse the former Galamore. So I'm, I'm fairly confident on and, and Blood Destiny looks and and he'd he, be nice. Obviously, he's a very good horse. But you know the the, the last day beating um, a load of Boodles horses potentially. Like I actually really like common practice for the Boodles. Um, but you can you can you can really sort of guess that maybe they weren't wanting to get too close to Blood Destiny that day. Um, I, I just really think Lossy Mouth, especially with the, with the, with the MES or the Phillies allowance she gets, I, I'm really quite confident on Lossy Mouth actually, because I, I thought she was unbeatable coming into Dublin Racing Festival. I actually thought she was unbeatable for the triumph coming out of the Dublin Racing Festival in the way she just got no run through. And I think she's, she's quite smart. Um, it's actually interesting. She's just, she's just uh, gone her favorite on the exchanges by very minuscule amounts, but the, the amount of talk that's been in the, the preview nights, there was a massive sort of like plunge of money in there for Blood Destiny. and she's still holding herself at the top of the market. So there's definitely someone that likes her uh, quite a lot with uh, a bit more money than myself. Um, and uh, I, I'd say uh, Lossy Mouth for me.
0: Yeah, uh, and I'd be in agreement with you as well. I thought she just ran into that race. That Lepre's Sound was such a tough race in terms of the trouble that she met going around. Um, and I'd love to see Richard Archie back there in the winner's enclosure in Cheltenham. Um, you know, such an eccentric uh, character. I think it would be great, but uh, I do think uh, that Lossie Mouth... Uh, we'll be coming home in front there. um, And you'd imagine Blood, blood Destiny should be following her home then. Brings us on then uh, to our next graded race of the day is the Albert Barclay. What a race that's wide open. um, A lot of horses there um, with a lot of form that's sort of tying in together. Um, It's very hard to get your head around it. I know Tree card brag has been talked up a hell of a lot. Um, and I said him a few months ago, probably on this Killian, but i'm not i wouldn't even be getting involved with him now. I think it's just so wide open. I don't know what I'll do, but i'll uh I'll leave you start there killingan sure
1: um would corbett's cross definitely go I wonder like I think you no it's no i don't help. he's
3: not confirmed I don't think so um yeah. I was actually, yeah, I'd say he had a hard race the last year like he but, did
1: yeah like it was yeah. a strange decision to see him going down to two miles like. I't know they are too bothered with this like i i say they, they don't care about the battle they were happy enough to 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 win the last day and, and sure they could go novice chasing you don't know what they're going to do like Emmett mentioned that afterwards like and he'd be he'd be very eccentric in his ways as well like so he could do anthem with this horse um yeah i i to be honest I, I don't think he'll turn up and I couldn't have embassy Gardens as favorite um I think that the first three home in um the the sure hall in 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 a Clamell, are going to be the first three home again. I don't know what order Monty Starr, Hidden Valley Lake, and uh, Search for Glory. Um, I think they'll be the first three home in this, but I'm not sure what way. I'm told Monty Starr is going to improve for better ground. I I, I didn't notice that myself now, but um, he's I I backed him at, at 80s on the exchange before he ran in in Clonmel, and I didn't expect him to get as close to to Hidden Valley Lake even or even beat him. Like I know he was getting six pounds but I thought I thought it was a really, really good run. Now, they didn't they didn't go that quick and like he was he was still on the bridle turning in and he just sort of like it, it looked like you'd be taking out Hidden Valley Lake out of the race as opposed to Monty Starr nearly but I don't know what the price is there. I still like ten to one you can get twenty twos on the exchange on Monty Starr. Still I I'd, I'd be for him anyway.
0: Okay. Ash, you're nodding your head in agreement.
2: Yeah, I I was actually um, uh, DMing Emma about this. Um, I thought the first three from that race were were very good. Um, And if I was to pick one from the three, I'd actually take the one that was uh, finishing third that day in, um, what's his name now, Search for Glory. Um, I think this could be a smashing chaser in time, a really, really good chaser. I think you'd be, I I wouldn't be surprised to see this turn up in a national hunt chase next year. I think this horse stays really, really well. They tried to go sort of quite prominent with him um, for, for Gordon Elliott and just kept staying on at the near side. Essentially, just got done by two quicker horses on the day. Maybe took a little bit out of him going from the front too much there. But I, I thought he was really, really good. And he kept on at the finish. Um, I thought 20-1 to 1 was massive for him, uh, really. And I I, I I, was really taken by the run. I could see him definitely being sort of like a National Hunt Chase type. And he wanted to be going close in this one. So I, I say search for glory probably from that from that trio. While we're on the topic of um, Corbett's cross, I, I sort of just pulled up there in the background some... Quotes from Emmett Mullins we got on the, on the handicap weights lunch uh, from Cheltenham um, He said he's been a bit of a talking horse since the weekends that's that's what he said it, uh, and to be fair, he's in very good form coming into it, so he has to be taken seriously wherever he turns up. He's definitely a horse to look forward to i i I say he was he was more inclined to talk about his runner for the fox hunters or sorry the hunter's chase than actually corbett's cross like for 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 the butler like I say, there was a bit more of a twinkle in his eye talking about the, the hunter Chase horse, and that could be because Corbett's Cross potentially isn't coming here. Or there's even chat afterwards. I was, I was listening to a couple of people that they they were considering supplementing him potentially for the Ballymore because he ran over that sort of shorter distance. So I think just the nervousness of where he might turn up, where he might not turn up, is is, is a reason to leave him alone. Um, I've been a little bit of a fan of de uh, Deschamps for a while now, for, for Gornelius. Yes. Um, yeah, I think he's. I think he's really good. Like he's beat. Uh, Let's be clear about it by four lengths the the, the last day, and that's like gone a bolster by twenty two lengths. Like whether there's substance in that form for Let's be clear about it, you don't know. But it seems like Gavin Cromwell thinks he's got a nice horse um, with with him there. And for for, for Favore de Shanthu to be winning that day, how he did as well was very very smart. Um, I'd be seriously interested by him. I think A.P. McCoy actually napped him for the whole festival from the William Hill. Preview night, I think I believe. Which is a very was...
0: that's a very funny and interesting nap
2: I... no, 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 don't, quote <laughs> don't quote me on that. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to try find it somewhere, but it perks my interest a little bit seeing that. And I've been I, I've been quite interested by him for a while. Um, and I'll give one more shout to um a horse of Paul Nichols, at stay away Fay. Um, I thought this is a quite nice horse. I maybe wasn't maybe uh too blown away with his run the last day behind Maximilian and that form. You know, it isn't really good enough to be winning something like this, but you hear the comments from Harry Cobson and then Paul Nichols, and they say they they they're quite sort of a uh, a little bit quietly confident in the prices of this horse. So uh, you've got three each way horses there, um, so t- t- take them to war, back of all each way, and uh, you could have a lovely trifecta on your hands.
0: Okay, yeah, and actually an interesting one and on stay away fee is that uh, he actually bet Monty Starr in his point to point. Right, Correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I <laughs> Which,
0: know. Yeah. Uh, is a... <laughs> Not, not that it'll matter too much. You'd imagine uh, come next week, but an interesting one all the same. Just on February, uh, Deschampsu is that even how how we pronounce it? Um, I'm for it. So yeah, <laughs> it yeah, yeah. I, it sounds it sounds right. Um, I quite like him too, and he's got. Well, first of all, it's a very open race, and the the profile that you're always looking for this race was a horse who was battle hardened. Um, you know, had a good few runs. And maybe not the most flashiest type in the world. Maybe in the last year or two, that's maybe changed a small bit. But I think he's gone back to the older type. Like he's on the go a long time. Um, You know, he had three runs in bumpers and then he was injured for a couple of years. Um, And then he came back second in his maiden hurdle, out again for a full year. And now he's come back again and he just has three wins in his last three starts. And, um, you know, he's just. Like he's a different profile. He's eight years of age, and I just do. There's something about him that I I do like him. But again, it's such an open race. You couldn't be. You couldn't be going in with too much confidence in any of them because you could make cases for all of them. And uh, Killian is going to make a case for something here. I'm sure, are you? Oh, Killian, you spoke, didn't you? <laughs> I've already gone, Emma.
3: Yeah, no. I, well, I'd be confident in Corvus Cross if he showed up. To be honest, I think he'd be very, very hard to beat. But like, will, will he go? Is the question. Like, um, we were talking about it earlier on in the week, and you know. Maybe the fact that JP like I'd imagine JP spent an awful lot of money on this fella, like would he want to get a Cheltenham winner? Maybe so. Or look I think the plan with him originally was as a to do go the kind of no Nobel route, but for the Grand National as an office next year. Now, whether that'll change or not, like he could be probably a grade one So he's looking like at the moment now, so they might yeah. change plans on that one, like but um yeah, look, Tree Care Brag Brag is a horse I've liked for a long time, but look, you want to be a bit softer for him, you know? He looks like a real, real stare, and he likes he likes to go cut in the ground. Like as you were saying, the Shore Hall, you can make a shout for all the three of those. I think maybe one Shambly Kid has a bit of a squeak at fourteen to oh, one. Yeah. Um, he beat Monty's Star last time out. He was a bumper winner for Richard O'Brien. He was bought by Willie after that. After he beat a fancy horse with his Polo Lounge, I think. Um, probably, you know, I think he's a bit of a squeak over Town, But look, you could name as many as you want. Let's be clear about it for Gavin Cromwell. Another one, he was a very good bumper horse, um, kinda of fits the profile, he's kinda of battlehead and you know, he's got plenty of running done. He was behind American Mike earlier on the season. You know, he's got not only takes a good enough horse to beat, let's let's be clear about it. Like so you'd say he'd have to have a good shout as well. Um my uh, irishracing.com colleague uh, Vincent Finnegan had a good very good shot, I think, for Seabank Bank Bisco- Bistro twenty two to one. Um if you look at him, like he was fourth in the champion bumper last year. And he was only, I think, three lengths behind Corbett's cross when they met at Limerick earlier on the season. So like at twenty two to one, he looks like a big bet for me as well.
0: Okay, yeah. Okay, very good. Look, we'll move on to the to the biggest race of the week, uh the Cheltenham Gold Cup. And just before I go on about it and say how competitive a race it is, again, I've mentioned it on the podcast before. Last year, there was this big furrow about National Hunt Racing and how uncompetitive Cheltenham was and how it needed to be reduced down to two days and whatnot. But now when you look at it this year, it's completely flipped on its head. Um, while the Thursday is a bit weak in terms of you've got three handicaps there and the Grade 2 mayor is novice in terms of the competitive nature of all the races, um, you know, we've very few short priced favorites. We've got Shishkin, and there's a lot of doubts about him really, and then Constitution Hill, who looks rock solid, which you're going to have a few of them. But um, you know, it's it shows that uh, at least this year the Cheltenham Festival is is in a very good place. Um Emma, I'll start with you here. So Gallop and DeChamp is top of the market six to four. Are you looking past him?
3: No, look. I think in Deschamp, like he's probably my winner. I've been saying it for a while. Um, I'm with him. Look, he is skimpy enough in the market, which would probably be a bit of a worry. Like it's such a test of test of jumping, test of stamina. It's hard to kind of back a horse at that price. But I think you know, if Galloping Deschamp turns up in top form, it's going to take something very special to beat him. Um like when you look through, you can make a case for so many of them. Though, like I mean, even look at Manila Indoor; they are twenty to one. You know. Gold Cup winner, um, second in it last year. His former Cheltenham was brilliant. At so twenty to one he probably looks too big as well. Statler smiling
0: as you as yeah. you mentioned yeah. <laughs> <the window. laughs>
3: yeah, I mean, I think did they book Mark Walsh? I think they were saying did, yeah, Mark Walsh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah
3: Yeah, Yeah, I mean that's a plus as well. Um, you know, you'd have to have a massive chance, you'd say like a twenty to one. He would have to be bound there. If he if he's um if he's in good form, um, Statler, like he'll he'll get a lot a lot closer to Gallup and champ you'd have to say, uh, with the some more of a stamina test in Cheltenham, you know, the extra two furlongs. Uh, yeah. Outside of that, look, there's loads of them. But look, I'm with Gallop in the Champ, Melinda um, Indo each way one, for me as one.
0: Well. Okay, very good, Killian. Do you want
1: to follow that up, Melinda Indo? I, I, I'd love to see him win it like, i will first <laughs> to broadness if he wins. Like, um, like I saw Henry's stable tour and at the races the other day, and he said it's, it's the best preparation for Cheltenham he's ever got, which is strange, like considering like he usually needs a couple of runs. To uh to 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 get going, like I remember, uh, I was told before he won his maiden hurdle, like before he before he ran the maiden hurdle, that you could basically have what you wanted him. He was beaten ten lengths in Limerick, uh, Christmas, you know, <laughs> like a small farm a horse that hardly ran again since. For Willie, bet him ten lengths. Uh, it took him a while to get going, and eventually, like he he, he won, he won the won the Barclays as easy as he liked, and then came back and and won and won a grade one in Punchestown, then like look he his farm in cheltenham is is outrageous like that that's where all, all his best runs come like like looking at it look at it there like 169 racing post rating in the rsa 179 in the gold cup when he won it 172 last year like he's just a different horse over there and like you could nearly guarantee like he he's going to be thereabouts jumping the last and like it's it, whatever passes him will probably win it and i just think that by begins galloping the champ. Maybe it might be just a year too soon soon from, is it a bit like a Plutard the first year he, he went that just a bit, bit inexperienced and uh, just a bit younger. And like, w- would he get outstayed by another horse? I'd be very interested in Noble Yates each way as well. Like I think that the cheek pieces co- coming back on him now, uh, like that he had on over, over an entry when he won one really well over just over three miles that day. Um, I I didn't think he was he was that that he that turn of foot that he showed in entry, and like the last day in Cheltenham, I'd I'd forgive him that. Like he was he was only he only beaten two lengths, he gave three pounds to horse Senor as well. Um, yeah, he'd he'd be my each way bet, but yeah, I I'd, I'd love to
0: see love to see Indo do it again. Yeah, and just going back to Indo, um, and I know obviously you only had the one run. I don't know if you saw it, I don't know where I saw it. But uh, it was Robbie Power who seemed to make the change in tactics this year. We'll say he just highlighted the fact that he hasn't ran well pre-Christmas throughout his whole career, um, and that he's ten years of age. You know, he, how many more good runs does he have left in him? And to to leave him off until uh until New Year's Day there at at Tremor. So look, it's a it's an interesting angle. But like I think if a ten-year-old Manelendo is going to win this. Like what does it say about every everything else? You know, you've uh, the champ. He's
1: coming back, like yeah. But look,
0: I like he he can be. You can you you can say he can be there thereabouts, but he won't be there. He might be thereabouts. Is the way I look on it. What do um, you mean? He won't like, be there, but he'll be thereabouts. Like the, yeah, he won't be there. there. <laughs> he won't be. He won't be winning, but he might be thereabouts. But he won't win. Be um, in like no good. no no. Noble there, for example, up and coming horse after winning a, a Grand National with a hell of a lot of class uh Statler too well even Gallopin de Champ is the main one. Um, you know, look, Ash we'll we'll move on to you there before before I uh, go through Gallopin de Champ. <laughs>
2: um I'd like to say on um, Rindo, I think it's very interesting the preparation he's got. Like um he had four runs before he won his goal cap which let less let's be it wasn't a vintage gold cup you know Tar was in second album photo was third but then the rest of that it wasn't too much so you know, Frodon was running in it I think Black Op was in there for Tom George, you know. So like it wasn't maybe a vintage gold cup and then he's finished second last year off three runs. So it's obviously very interesting they just had the one run into this um who's who's receiving weight off Sattler to win the last day and coming into so it. I think that's interesting and it look, it's either going to be a case of um, he, he he wins it or it's bust in, in the way that his preparation is, and so you, if you if you're going on the wins it like Killian is, then uh, then fair play to you. I wish you all the best, uh, really, because yeah, it's definitely worse twenty one bets than you could have in, in, in a formal winner like that. Um, I just think first of all, I think Galopander you take him on. Um, I I love this horse. I, I I've been a I was I was a Martin Pike backer for him. Um, and I, I've been following him all the way through. I absolutely love him. He's probably in my top five. Uh, favorite sort of like horses in training currently and if he wins i said this on the on the recent video we did for um the, the channel like if he wins i'll be the first one in there like clapping him in congratulating Willie, saying well done what an amazing horse because i actually love him but i think there's just so much scope to take him on with this is a this is a good gold cup this is a very good gold cup you got ap who was um this machine last year who won it people couldn't see him being beat this year and then he's uh, obviously come out and uh, maybe not done too too well the, the last day um and then you've got Bla- uh, you know, Brave Man's Game Statler Noble Yates But I mean Forgotten Horse I feel like I'm the only one beating this drum is Conflated <laughs> I love, I love yeah. Conflated I think he's fantastic and any preview I listen to and I, I, I would say I won't listen to tons like I, I probably don't listen to tons but like conflated only gets mentioned by people that are in the yards and the people that are in the yards you know like jamie Cod was mentioning it i think on the sky sports one uh they really like him and like gordon elliott was saying his, his preparation into this is fantastic i really actually like that they missed the irish gold Cup with him like he's a, he's a he's a horse that is good fresh and um, they, they they got the race wrong last year gordon elliott's held up his hands and i think people were saying that before he even said that like he was get he got the he got the race completely wrong he was going to finish second to Alaho. he's running belting race behind Clanderzobo, Zobo which is pretty much the Clanderzobo memorial race at Aintree like he always wins it and Conflated came from a different parish to to, to finish second that day he's run a good race at the down season opener to, to finish third there you couldn't give him away he was 13-2 I think he drifted from fours all the way out to 13-2 to like no one could give him away and then like look the, the form of a Savills chase maybe isn't the best like Kenboy yes has won the next day but he's obviously not as good as he used to be. Uh, Fury Rose actually ran a good race behind Galapanda Shops. Franco de Port's going for the cross country. French Dynamite's a, a nifty one uh, and Galvin's going for the cross country as well. The form isn't there but I thought the way he did it was just incredible. Like he's up up and coming horse. They've obviously taken their time with him because he is a 9 year old. He's not he's not a spring chicken but they've obviously taken their time with him. This is I'd say this is the year. And, and and this year and look he may not be good enough in the end and i was i was in the galvin train last year and i was very sad coming down the hill to see him he really not having a chance and it could be the same this year but i think there's plenty of scope to take on Galapanda and Deschamps because i was very nervous uh throughout his whole run at the dublin racing festival i i didn't really like how he went over his fences until after the last um so i would be firmly in the completed trainer uh, 14 to 1s and absolutely knocking bet personally
0: yeah um I wouldn't be quite in the conflated train, but I can definitely see your point on him. Uh, the train I would be on with yeah, is against Gallop and Dechamp, just purely <laughs> for the point of view of all the horses there uh, taking them on. And there's such good alternatives at
2: much better prices. One um, of you that I, led, sorry. like he, Wasn't one of you that I watched a video of yours, didn't talk about the gold cut. Didn't one of you say that he's in the lay of the week or something? You, that, uh, it was you, I think. <laughs> Me?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I would say there was a lay. delay or did something. Like, you I, did. I did. I'm telling the lay of you, delay in a week. I I don't think I've ever used that fra- phrase. I think that's <laughs> you the first time I've lay ever of the said delay in a week. There, but you it's said was so
1: much in it. Yeah, you were.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'd be I'd be firmly against them. Another interesting stat um, is that of the last 25 Irish Gold Cup winners, uh, only one of them has won a Cheltenham Gold Cup, and that's not even in the same year. That's just uh, in general. Uh, the one horse who did do it was Sizing John. I think that you just need such a different horse over three miles at Leopardstown than you do over three miles two in Cheltenham. I think it's a world apart. Now, look, Sizing John was good enough to do both. Um, you know, he had enough He had enough stuff about him to do both. Galloping the champ very well could, but um, I for that reason... I think he's very flashy and I think that I'd be against him for that reason, I suppose. Um, like you think back even Q card, like he reminds me of a Q card, very good horse, but just the extra two furlongs, maybe just a small bit too much for him. He's not a out and out stare. Uh, Vautour was probably going to be along the same lines. Classy, classy horse, obviously, um, it died quite early and didn't get his chance to go in it, but I would have seen him to be on the same sort of same type of horse, we'll say. Um I think Noble Yates at eight to one um, is is the bet here each way, like he's as good as any of them. I'd say in the race, the turn of foot that Killian mentioned that he showed at entry, I didn't think he had it. Um, We know that he'll stay as well, if not better than anything else in the race. Um, If he's there jumping the last, you know he'll uh, he'll be coming home very strongly. Um, A Plutard is another interesting one. I think it's so hard to do gold cups back to back and Blue Tired just even the way that his career or his season has gone since he won. Like, is he going to be one of the outliers and do it back to back? It's probably unlikely. Um, you know, I'd be surprised, but you know, he's a classy, classy horse and I'd sooner back him each way than I'd back Gallop and Deshaun. Brave man's game. I couldn't have, uh, not a Cheltenham horse, flat track bully, no chance. Um, Statler will be closer to Gallop and Deschamps sort of comparing all these to Gallop and Deschamps but Statler will definitely be closer than he was at Leperstown like I talk about the three mile at Leperstown the three mile two at Cheltenham the three mile two will suit Statler um, whereas the, the flat three miles will be more Gallop and Deschamps but look I'd be um, I'd be Noble Yates that's that. that's where I'd be going um, so just to recap your your final thoughts on Achillean you were Manila Indo I'm Noble Yates yeah. Ash Conflated and Emma,
3: de Dash. Yeah, de champ.
1: I think the horse everyone would want to see win it is is probably Hewitt. Like Um, like <laughs> yeah.
3: I'd
1: say everyone would <laughs> love, love to see yeah. see the shark win it. Like I was, I was there the day he won the Galway Plate. It was some performances. Like nearly nearly twelve stone, he was carrying eleven stone, seven or eight or something like, and the way he was carried carried over over the line by the loose horse, nearly like, and he 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 won in down in down in Le too, like so. Like he, he's coming there off winning winning over in America. And I, I don't know, I'd be probably the break isn't ideal. Like, I'd like to see him have a run between then. But, um,
0: what price do you need on the him day? Run. I don't know, the 33s. I don't need to be much money for him on the day. He's 20 to one there now Tomorrow the moment with Paddy Power. And I'd say he'll go out to 33s easily. Um, yeah, I backed him earlier
3: in the season, but I was kind of hoping it would cut off a bit more to Dan. I it yeah. looks very competitive. Like, you know, he would probably, yeah. A few of them have probably have to run it before, if he was going to place, like, but he yeah. should, he should, he should still run a good
0: race, though. So um, happy's yeah. happy ground anyway. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, look, we'll, uh, we'll move on from there. So, uh, the next race we're going to look at is the Fox Hunters Chase. Uh, so David Christie is stacked here at the top of the market. Um, and there's quite a few other nice horses, we'll say, such as Chris's Dream, Secret Investor, um, Brain Power horses who have maybe ran you know, on the rules the last couple of years and, and wouldn't be
2: your typical uh, fox hunter horse. Ash, we'll start with you here. Um, I did a piece for uh, the Cheltenham Post, which is sort of the, the regular column that I write for. And I, I did a section saying sort of like the favourite I take on. Um, And, and Vorsley was was the one really for me. Um, it's not anything that he's done. Um, I, I liked the horse and I, I backed him to beat Bill away Punchers down, so I was absolutely sick when he uh when he clattered the last and and it got done by Billaway. Um, <clears throat> I just think there's just a bit more substance to everyone else's form, really. Like, he's gone to Stratford, um, he's obviously won, beaten Law of Gold by four lengths, then he's beaten, he, he, he's won a points point and then he goes and wins a uh down royal, uh, giving a little bit of weight away to Dorking uh, Dorking Cock there. But like, I just, I just, I just think you can take him on, really. Um, and 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 the issue is with this race, I'd be more confident on it if I knew what was going. Like um, Ferns, lock, they said they weren't going to go, but they've entered it after they said they weren't going to go. So yeah. uh, who, who knows at that stage really what's happening with that horse? Wing Leader—you'd assume that if Force is going here, he's going to Entry, but again, he ran such a good race the last year. I don't know, like where he's going. I haven't heard anything anywhere unless anyone's able to enlighten me. And I heard murmurs that Flamer's Claremont. Um, they, they are. They might actually go to this race um, w- with him. So it's very interesting. But the, the, the one I'd be lining, lining on is uh, Secret Investor for Paul Nichols. Um Very interesting on his, on his media day. Uh, He's bringing these horses out. He probably brought out um, maybe eight or nine horses for the photographers. And then we spoke about a few more, uh, sort of like privately a little huddle. He's bringing these horses out. He brought out Secret Investor to walk around. And I missed it on my, on my phone because I was just changing over voice recordings. But I, I, I put many, many pounds on him. Uh, saying the fact that he said, Oh, here's one of our better chances of the week coming out now. And it was, it was, it was um secret investor. Um, Nasty Parker would get the ride. Um, she rode him to, to, to win a uh, banger in. Um... In uh, February of this year. Um, and he's just like, he, he beat Clanders in the Denman Chase, and then he's broken down after that. And then he's come back and ran off a an absolutely ludicrous mark of 158 in a handicap, not done anything. There's no way he was getting anywhere near the same postcode as, as the winners in that race off that mark. He's then won two um, 200 chases very well. And I think he's just the class act in this race. Like, he he's fairly likely raced since that Denman Chase because of the, the issues they had with him. It seems like they've got him back to sort of somewhere near where you could take a hunter's chase, maybe not near to his best, but I feel like he's a very classy horse in this and um, maybe secret investor. But I also hear murmurs about Chris's dream uh, as well, for Henry de Bromhead, who's a very interesting horse. I've heard bits and pieces about him, and he'd obviously come there if he, if he re- returned to anywhere near his back, back class form. He's obviously won two point to points uh, since, uh, since finishing uh, 11th to Longhouse Poet in the in the 2022 Fiestes, like he'd have a chance as well. And then you've got the likes of Bob and Co. in there as well. And, and Emmett Mullins uh, was interested by this. It's, it's the horse, it's called It's On the Line. Emmett Mullins is very interested by that. I made a point to bring that up with the Cheltenham weight. So I just, I think there's plenty of horses to take on if you were, if you were taking on Borsolet. I think there's plenty of horses in behind, but I'd be I'd be having my money on Secret Investor. Okay, Emma?
3: Yeah, look, it's not really a race I, I bet on much, to be honest. It's a bit unpredictable. Um, by the way, I thought it was interesting. I think Patrick mentioned they might put blinkers on him for the first time here. So, you know, will that bring out a bit more improvement in him? Hard to know, he's been second in it twice. He won it last year. Is he kind of coming to the end of his kind of spree in the race? Hard to know. Um, look, Fern's luck if he showed up. Like, it's kind of, as Ash was saying, like they said, they weren't going to go here. But Look, he was he was brilliant and thoroughless, and he he beat Bill Away by about 20 lengths, I think, that day. But I think the comments afterwards would make you a small bit worried, even if he did show up. I think they were saying, you know, he's a young horse, and the occasion might probably get him there. So, you know, probably be a bit worried about that, even if he did show up. Chris's dream is definitely an interesting one for me. Um... You know, he was a very high-class chaser in his day. Um, He won the Troy Town, I think, and I think he might have won the Redmills chase at Goran as yeah, well in his day. Did, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so he's he's a very good horse, and I think Maxine O'Sullivan has been riding him in his point-to-points. Um, It'll be interesting to see. I think she might have rode uh, Emmett's horse last time as well, so, you know, who she ride might be a bit of a pointer here. Um, But I think uh, they actually produced Chris's dream in his point-to-point days, so she might stick with that, fella, I'd say. But... um. Yeah, I think he'd have a massive shout, but he'd probably want the ground a bit softer. You know, if it came up soft in the day, but I think he, he's probably his best form is on heavy ground. Um, if he came up soft in the day, I might have a small bet on Chris's Dream, maybe.
1: Okay, Kellin. Um, yeah, I'd I'd be for Chris's Dream as well. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they had him, dead him for for three runs, four runs on the track, and a couple of to points as well. Um, they sold him after he won won a maiden hurdle in Limerick. Um, yeah, I think Maxine is going riding right him. Uh, as far as I know. Um, Farns Locks actually entered in um, a hunter's chase in Goran on Saturday, uh, oh,
3: really? that's that's
1: what David Christie said. Um so I think the way he said he was going splitting them was he was putting Bosley in this. Uh, Farns Lock was going to Gorn just because he was a bit young and inexperienced and then wing leader going to Entry was how he was going to split them up. Um yeah, I, I think like i get the point at secret investor and i saw that, that that paul gave him as one of his his big chances of the week and he's a very classy horse too when he won that dim and chase and stuff um, i just think Chris, chris's dream does does have a lot of class too like he he hosed up in, in a in a in a Town off 146 He got a racing ball straight and of 167 uh won won the red mills as well like i think the key to him probably is is softer heavier ground uh, all, all his best runs have came with a cutting it. Uh, he's beaten a neck in the grade one up North as well by the storyteller. Uh, he'd couple of good, like he'd present in Percy and Delta working behind him that day. Um, like, I think, yeah, he was, he was running a really good race when he unseated in the beach as well last season. I think people forget that too. Like he was, that was off a hundred and 162 in that handicap that that's no leopard. That's one. And I think he, he'd have played a big part that day. Um, a bit below form in the tie days then and I think he'd planned to go to the national. I think he picked up a bit of a knock and they they could put him away then for the season and like he's he's hosed up in two pointy points then. Um I don't I don't even know. It says three lengths is the winning distance the last. I think it was a good bit more than three lengths now, looking at the video. But um yeah, uh, I I think he, he's a very good each way bet if if it does come up softish.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh the one that probably stands out to me, Bill Away, um, particularly I didn't know about that about the Blinkers. Still a very backable each way price. Uh obviously second in it twice, one at once. You know, he's nearly sets the standard that they all need to get to. And at eight to one, he could probably get a few more places than, than three. You could get five maybe um on the day. Uh that, that would look like a sensible play to me. Going on to the mayor's chase. Then um, it could be a double on the card for Rich Ritchie um, with another Mayor Allegor Devassi. She's eleven to eight and six to four. And the one that catches my eye further down the, the field is Riviera de Tell. Uh, the vibes are very good about her at the moment. Um, I know I mentioned her on our Mayor's Chase podcast a couple of weeks ago. And she was a bigger price then. She's shortened now. Um, and I just think on her best form. She's not far away at all from the top of the market, Um, you know if she can bring her A game and the vibes are that she'll be bringing her A game, um, then you know sixteen to one I think is best priced at the moment. That's uh, that's not a bad shout at all,
2: um, in my opinion. Ash, you're you're nodding in approval. I'm starting to think we're reading off the same script here because uh, Ruby <laughs> tell, R- 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 I'm agreeing with a lot of you're saying, James. Um, rivier's Tell is one. Good uh, <laughs> on. sign, Ash. That's not a very good sign. It's <laughs> <doing> really bad. Shout out the Martin Pied. Um No, look, I, I Riviers' Tell has been on my radar for a couple of weeks now. I think it was the the, the, the stable tour with um, Gordon Elliott and the Racing Post that sort of like highlighted it to me because, uh, I, I, I'll be honest, I just forgot about this horse. I, I forgot that she existed for a couple of months. And I saw her in there. I saw like sort of like some interesting comments from Gordon and you think, okay, interesting. Let's just actually go through the back form of this horse and see how this stacks up in a mare's chase. And, you know, she's, she's finished a length of captain Guinness. She was receiving 10 pounds admittedly. Yes. But captain Gears is a very, very nice horse. Uh, that was at Navan in November, um, so that's that's just a really good form to me. It actually beat Andy Dufresne, who's like one of these horses that's fancy for the Grand Annual for Marco One Five Five. Castle Grace Paddy was uh, last of four. Uh, you go further back than that, like she's run a good race in the Arkle. Like she's run a very good race in the Arkle, and people weren't maybe uh, talking about Arkle form as soon as it happened. They were saying it could be one of. You know the weakest articles we've seen, but that form stacking up really well. Like Edward Stone has gone on to do absolutely wonders this season as an open chaser in Grade One company. Uh, you know, Gabby Naco sadly not with us anymore. Blue Lord was in third, being a very nice uh, horse for Willie Mullins, Grade One winner now as well. Warlord potentially a bit disappointing, but then like Horton Color was in behind Riviera to tell Course of Course of Lime was um running a good race actually. Was it falling when Jerry's Flame won? Maybe Jerry's Flame. Yeah, or? You know. yeah, that's 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 correct. That's correct, yeah, and then uh, Magic Days as well in there. So I, I think that form has got some substance to it. And then even before that, like you, you have to take a leap to make sure that this horse is still right there. But she's only a six-year-old. And I saw a tweet—I can't even remember who it was—who said that. Um because of her Carlisle run the last day that she's gone at the game, she's she's this like awful animal or something like that. Like she's only a six year old. She's had one bad run at Carlisle, which was fourteen days after her run in Navan, and she's had to travel over to had to travel over that wasn't for the festival. Like you put a line through that instantly, wouldn't you? Um she finished half length off Blue Lords, obviously receiving the Mayor's Allowance, St. Sam was in third that day. Then third, second to Fernie Lock in December 2021. Like The form is just really good with this horse. I, I'm quietly confident that she's going to run a big race. And the vibes, like you said, James, are very good around this horse. Like I, I respect the top two in the market massively. I, I really, really do. I think it's actually quite an interesting Mayor's Chase because I also rate Magic Days as a horse. Uh, but I'd say that if I was backing one away from the top two, it'd be has really nice to tell most times, if not all, and I I I'd be quietly confident in her to to at least get into the fight. I'd be disappointed if she doesn't make it the top three, in my opinion.
0: Okay, Emma.
3: Yeah, I I have massive respect for Magic Days to be honest. Coming into this, like if you look at her last run, um, she beat Dino Blue, and that's kind of a similar form line to Emparvius. I think. Um, Magic Days was actually given Dino Blue, Dino Blue a few pounds whereas um and she beat her in kind of similar kind of distance as when Impervious beat Dino Blue in Cork but she was actually on level weights her that day so I think their form is pretty it's pretty tied in together so I think Magic Days probably looks a bit big at 10s when you consider that. Look, she didn't run great um last year at Cheltenham which is probably a downside for her, you know, that the track really suited her but I think Adeigori Devassi, the vibes about her are very, very strong. I think they think she could be kind of any kind of a machine so... I wouldn't be as worried about her jumping as a lot of people would be. Um, I think she was probably just a bit, I think Paul Townend and herself were probably just a bit um, lax a I suppose coming to that fence and Turles when they made the mistake that day. But the form of it's been frank since uh, Brides Hills, who, who she beat that day, came back to us again and uh, won the uh, last week of the week before. So, you know, I think she's been beating good mayors. Um I think she could probably just be a class above them if she gets if she gets her jumping right on the day, which I don't think is that big of a worry. I think Jeremy's flame is a bit of a danger as well. She's a high class mayor, but I think Magic Days probably at the prices is the bet for me. I don't think her form is too far behind the top two in the market. So I think she's probably a bit overpriced in there.
0: Okay. Killian finishes off there. Yeah, I'm.
1: I'm a big fan of Impervious. I think think she's very good. I think the form form of journey with me is very strong. Um, he he's running this weekend in a in a grade grade three. I think um in Nace on Sunday. Like if he comes out and wins that, he's I'm not sure what's in it. Devil's Coachman, uh, Saldie Dino Blue is entered. She probably won't go. Uh, Mars Harper Gold Cup Bay. There's a few nice horses in it. Like if if he goes out and wins that, it puts a bit more substance to the form there. Like she she was she was eight pounds wrong that day. She was she was giving him giving him a pound when she should really really getting seven. Like so that that was a very impressive run. I think she's just more there's like Allegora De Vassi, I thought she did jump markedly right both days. Like um and I just think that there's impervious jumps. She's like a dagger. She's very straight over them and it's just a pity I'd like to see Gallia Desla run here I know she's probably going to go to the Brown Advisory Um, um but like if it came up soft here like I think I, I backed her in, in Kempton in the in Cotto Star I, I thought she would a great chance and like after the second fence her, her race was over but like I thought she was really impressive in Warwick I know it was heavy ground but if it came up soft on the Friday like or if it, the rain was forecast in the week I'd like to see them go to this instead I think
0: she'd have a serious chance okay okay fair enough We'll loop back around so and we'll do the handicaps very briefly because I'm conscious that uh, that we don't want to go on too long. Um so on the Friday we've got the County Hurdle and the Martin Pipe. Um i would take the County Hurdle, I've nothing for the Martin Pipe, but I do have the winner of the County Hurdle, <laughs> Sharjah. Sharjah <laughs> wins the county hurdle. Um you know, I think he loves Cheltenham, second and two champion hurdles, behind Statement twice this year, dropped handsomely enough for it. He was rated 164 there back before sort of injuries down to 155 now you know he goes well there he liked the ground um horses up towards the top of the weights have done well in this um Petit Mouchoir was second in it in 2021 I think he was right at 158 um Arctic Fire won it off 158 for Willie as well Lamy Surge was second that year off 152 I think the, I think the Sharjah is a class horse. I still think he's got class. Um, I know he's ten. I think he's good enough to to go and win this. Um, and I've nothing for the Martin Pipe. So Killian, we'll go over to you. Uh, there's there's a lad myself and James are friends with Paul
1: Sutton. His name is he's the self confessed county hurdle man, and he he, <laughs> he didn't know all the rules today, but he 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 landed on one, and it's a pity actually that they changed the rules. Doctor Bravo. Uh, he's, he's going to run the supreme and I know Gordon's been talking him up quite a bit, but his Irish marks 135 like if, if they've it's a pity you know that you need
0: four runs now to run in these handicaps because um, well, imagine if they win this he'd have yeah. a serious chance just to cut across you that was another actually little point that I, that I didn't make that I wanted to make on charge is it's an advantage to a horse like him there that you won't have these estate man like horse there anyway. yeah. oh, there's, you, there's, you there's, know it reduces way. that so that's another um, plus. and did you have for the
1: for the Martin pipe killing uh, the Martin Pipe uh, uh, no and I have nothing for the county hurdle
0: either no bother okay <laughs> your grand Emma I
3: I have two in the county hurdle actually I'm kind of looking at um, Phil Doerr I think kind of thinking on the same form as yourself Um, thought he was very good when he beat Charger. Look, no guarantee he's going to show up here I think he's entered nearly everything he can possibly run in so but I think he's probably he'd probably have a good chance if he ran in this I think five yards have a very good record in the race so I think he'd be coming into it kind of a little bit unexposed. He was uh second in the juvenile behind Bob Ann last year, so he likes the track. And I think yeah, if, if he showed up here, I think he'd take an awful lot of beating. Another one I've been looking at I think he's around fourteen to one, so it's a good reach-way price anyway, if he did um if he did one, And another one I had was uh Colonel Mustard. He ran in the more battle. He was a good second last time at the weekend. Um look, he was third behind State Man last year. It's so not solid for him. Couldn't have worked out better. I mean look he was he was I think he was only not too far behind statement. I'm not sure exactly how far he was. But look, he likes the track, obviously. Very reliable horse. You know, when, he, when he's there, he, he'll own his race. And I think good good each way better, 14th one as well.
2: Okay, very good. Ash? Jim uh, Coco. I'm going to represent the British here. Um, I think he's got a, a smashing chance. I, I, I was all over him for the uh, Great Wood Hurdle. Um, the 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 admitted hurdle down down the home straight wouldn't have been to his liking and he's running into so I I like to move it who's uh, some people's uh, idea of the champion hurdle third potentially you know so like he's a very good horse that 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 form has been backed up. Uh, from his, uh, from I like to move it's Kingwell uh, hurdle win. So you have to give Jinkoko Coco uh, a chance to 10 to 1, Harry Fry, brilliant trainer. I'd also give a small shout to Milkwood uh, for Neil Moore Holland, a horse that people have slightly forgotten about. Like uh, there was a lot of purring around this horse when uh, they went over to Ireland with, uh, with it for the for, for, for the Galway hurdle, actually. Mm. Um, but I'll just read off the list of his form. Like he was uh, he was third in the 2020, 2021 renewal of this race off, off 140, on the Scottish champion hurdle off 142, second in the Galway hurdle. Uh, of one four seven to the very good Soldier and um, was second in the most recent recent Welsh Champion Hurdle of one four eight. Um, he's had a fairly average run in the elite hurdle, uh, a little bit of a break now a one hundred um, and two day break and sorry one hundred two day break into this February run where he's a bit disappointing as well. But I think off a mark of one four one, you have to give Milkwood a little bit of chance in the county. Uh, I think at thirty three to one for Neil Moore Holland.
0: Okay, okay, very good. Um, We'll wrap it up there. So with, right, uh, hold on
2: a second, sorry. I actually have two
1: for the Martin Pipe. I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a cup for the Pipe as well, so I'll go off to Killian as yeah, well. Yeah, okay. I, I actually, sorry, sorry to cut across you there, James. Uh, I have two for the Martin Pipe. Uh, first one, uh, I'm not sure, Is I put him up for the Coral Cup in the other video. Um, Rian, his name is, uh for Gordon Elliott. Uh, I'm not sure what race he's going to. I was trying to find out, and I can't find him anywhere. I don't know he's even going to Chatham. But I think I think he'd have a good chance, like because you've, you've you've Spanish Harlem there is like eleven to two favorite for the Martin Pipe, and you can get Rihanna at twenty five to one, and he he beat him. I thought he beat him snug snugly enough the last day. Now he got four pounds off him, but I just I just don't understand the price discrepancy between the two of them. Uh, and then the other one is a spiritual legend. Now he's definitely going. He's going to the Martin Pipe. Uh, he's a couple of good pieces of farm. Like he, he won a maiden hurdle in Navin, then he finished um a length behind Green Glory uh, of Charles Burns in Leopard's over Christmas. And like Green Glory, I, I know he he was beaten in, in the Lanzarote, but I'd say he just got caught up on the ground that day. Um but like that was good for him. I think he was running a really good race in Navin um before he came down. Uh, I I think he might have won that day. Um and then the last day he he, just get his last run in to qualify, and he he got a very quiet ride from Rachel out the back uh, behind uh, Barry Connell's horse in in Fairy House. Um, they haven't missed him; they get eight pounds, so he's off off one hundred and thirty seven. But um, I think he might have a small bit in hand. Like he's only a six year old, um, like he's that that I think that form in behind Green Glory is is very it's going to look out very good in the spring when Green Glory does come back
2: uh, for, for, for okay. maybe Entry or Punchestown. Right, okay, Ash and wrap us up there at the Martin Pipe. Uh, yeah the Rehan comments uh, I'd be interested by him for this race uh, Gordon Elliott said that the uh, the Martin Pipe is the plan now that was in the oh, race in post uh, stable tour uh, so I'd be interested by him but I thought he won very nicely the last day I think he's same connections as pre- presenting Persia I, I want to say he so, is, um, yeah yeah that's, that's why I see i presenting Persia <laughs> <in> this podcast <laughs> <laughs> so and the younger brother on.
0: know Valso Pressa coming along
2: <laughs> blank, blank <Fair> <laughs> <laughs> um, i've been a fan of imagine for about a month now um and you know the, the comments from gordon Elliott have been uh nothing but music to my ears and he was the one horse that he gave up at the, at the handicap weights lunch now some people may see that as a negative of the fact that he's willing to give them up and he might have one up his sleeve um but i think the market represents that his chance is seven to one like he's he's fairly priced at that So i'm, I'm big in the imagine camp um, I'm just trying to find the other horse. I'm actually going for a trio of Gordon Elliott horses. Um, horses. <laughs> Santonito, is it? Is it? Santonito? Oh, Santonito. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he. Uh, you, you have to give him a bit of a chance. Like he, his form is very good. Like he started this season um, running behind Marine National, Hidden Valley Lake. Um, both of them are leading contenders for the Grade One Novice Hurdles. Um, he's he's had a fair a fair decent season now, and off a Mark of One Three Seven, I think he could be well handicapped. I give one final shout to De Capo Glory. Um, mm-hmm. I did a little bit of work around him, and I thought his run behind Field or at Golden Park the last day uh, was very good. I think Stepping Up and Trip uh, will be uh, brilliant for him. Um, and uh, the, the, the jockey is it um, Mr D Allen. I wouldn't know his first name, so I wouldn't take. There it, are right you? Thank you very much, Emma. Um he's he's been riding in the last uh, God knows how many times, so he'd be going for this race, I assume. Um so yeah, it's a couple of glory, but three Elliott horses, you can have you know the fourfold, there you go.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Very good, very good. Right, we'll wrap it up there. So with uh, the best bets of day four. Killian. Um will you come back to me? Wait a second. I will, yeah. <laughs> you're you're out of it. Ash Ah, uh, we'll, well, conflated for the gold cup. Conflated for the gold cup, Emma. Ah, uh,
3: Fieldor on County Hurdle if he goes, yeah.
0: Okay, and while Killian is is thinking, um, Sharjah in the County Hurdle uh, wins. he was actually twelve to one this morning. He's into ten to one now. But he just wins I love um, your confidence James I love yeah, it yeah. It's <laughs> the way I've
2: got count the County of winner in charge I, I, yeah. love, it. I love it you
0: could you could go each way in case he needs traffic just as a bit of a safety net but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah he should he should be one of three winners probably for Rich Richie um, on the day go on Kilian, have you, uh, have you spirit,
1: sp- spirit legend in the American pipe we'll win it close out in the winner
0: <laughs> okay okay very good well, look, uh, that brings our previews to an end. Uh, that's myself and Killian finished now off duty until after Cheltenham, I'd imagine, um, unless we do something small, maybe between now and then. No. Um, again, i just like to thank Emma and Ash very much uh, for joining us. Guys, you were great, I'm sure. Um, people will be enjoying listening uh, to both your comments um, on all the races. So, again, thanks very much to everybody for listening, and uh, we see you at the other side. Best of luck with all your bets. Good luck very much,
1: Vauban
2: finds more now, and kicks away, and up the hill, Vauban wins the JCB Triumph Hurdle. Round the home turn, Davey Russell decides to send, presenting Percy on that. It's a beautiful straight 11 victories for Honeysuckle, she is the winner of the Unibet Champion Hurdle. Heaven help us, runs riot to win the Coral Cup. Manila Indo is all out, flat out, but he wins the Gold Cup!